Hello, friends. Sleep Tight Stories, Sleep Tight Relax, and Sleep Tight Science are now available to play on Story Button, the device that makes it easy to listen to our shows and more without having to use a phone or tablet. This month, you can save $10 at storybutton.com when you use the code SLEEPTIGHT. Story Button, the home of imagination. Hello, friends, and welcome to Sleep Tight Stories. This is the second of our series telling the story of Red before she moved to Earth, became a student at a new school, and eventually became part of the Solving a Mystery Club. Red cannot believe that her family is going to Earth. That was the last thing she expected to hear. Is there any way she can make them stay on Mars? The transfer student, Red, must move to Earth. Red stood in the middle of their home in a state of shock. Holding her breath, the only sound she could hear was the deafening thump of her heart, which she was sure would jump right outside her chest. She held her breath for what felt like an eternity. A part of her thought she might finally win the How Long Can You Hold Your Breath contest that she and the gang used to have before they graduated to different pursuits. When she heard her annoying brother say, Hey, stinky head, your face is turning blue. She took a deep breath and looked at the pad on her wrist. She had held her breath longer than anyone. Too bad it didn't count. Isn't this great news? Red's mother said excitedly. We are moving to Earth. You will get to attend a new school, make new friends, and best of all, breathe in non-manufactured air. No, it's terrible news, Red said bluntly, her anger rising. Red had always had a tendency to get angry quickly, hence her name. Usually, this rise in emotions served her well when she directed it toward her studies or a goal she was trying to meet. But her parents often complained it just as often made her grumpy and disagreeable. This is the worst decision ever, Red continued. Mars is my home, our home. Why would we ever want to leave our home for some yucky blue and green ball of color when we have perfection here. Please don't get upset, Red. Mars is far from perfect, and this represents a great opportunity for us, Red's father said, trying to calm her down. We never thought, what with your father's work with the Exodus, that we would be permitted to leave. Just think, Red. 
we can be together as a family. We are together as a family. All my friends are here. No matter what you say, Mars is perfect. And whatever problems might exist, I will solve them. You once said that all problems can be solved if we work smart and hard enough. Isn't that right? Red said, looking at her father, as she got increasingly upset. Yes, Red, I said that. But some problems outlive us. I don't want to leave. Red said, folding her arms. I don't want to leave. Blah, blah, blah. Blue said, in the tone he usually used to annoy Red. You are an impossible little stinky head, Red said angrily to Blue. No, you are, Blue said, sticking out his tongue. Blue, stop being rude. You are not helping, Red's mother said, getting angry at him. Red and her brother always fought. It was as much a game as any real rivalry or dislike for each other. In fact, they were almost inseparable. But this time, his teasing bothered her more than usual. She knew that crying in front of people, especially her family, was a part of the range of emotions that everyone shared. Crying meant that she was of the human species. But this time, she wanted to keep her tears to herself. So she turned around and started towards the door before they started flowing from her eyes. Red, where are you going? Her father asked. Somewhere where I can enjoy my home while I can. The heavy door to their house opened and closed with its usual soft and resonating hum. As she walked, the tears flowed. The tiny sparks of light her shoes emitted seemed to lose color. The color on the walls seemed lifeless. Mars was her home, the only place she had ever known and the only place she ever wanted to know. The thought of leaving left her feeling gloomy and sad. It just wasn't fair. Why, 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 why must we go? I thought we were on the cusp of being able to reintroduce an atmosphere to the surface of the planet. To be able to return full time to the surface. To again see the vivid colors of the Martian atmosphere. Like many kids, she dreamed of joining one of the cadres that flew to the stars and explored the regions beyond, but they always returned. She never imagined anyone would leave, at least until the Exodus plan was slowly revealed. How could her father help craft such a thing? People from Mars moving to Earth? Who would ever want to leave the luscious gray of the city, the lovely red hues of the Martian desert, or that stupid green and blue ball of yuckiness? As she walked towards her secret place, the place only she and her closest friends in the gang knew about, the city, with its endless walkways and paths, 
already seemed like a strange place, a place of past memories. The angular brushed steel structures loomed over her like watch guards from the AID, making sure she didn't tell some secret that would result in her getting into trouble. The brushed walls and shimmering windows reflected the underground illumination systems, now cool, sterile light. Their silver glow, which had always felt futuristic and energetic, now cast dark, gloomy shadows that seemed to reflect her mood. As Red walked, the usually soothing hum of the city sounded more like a dirge. Like hers, the spark-emitting shoes of pedestrians had lost their color and now were reminiscent of fleeting moments, transient like the sparks they produced. The colorful murals that once brought her joy now seemed dim and unrecognizable. What would happen to all of Martian history if we moved to Earth? She barely noticed the market she was passing through, the familiar aroma of Martian herbs, which at one time always made her feel happy, now contributed to her bad mood. What food on Earth could compare to the tastes and smells here? The merchant's musical chatters, which she always loved, seemed more like laments. The shimmering trinkets and glowing fabrics blurred past her vision as her tears continued to flow. Each step felt increasingly heavy, like she was carrying the weight of her entire world on her shoulders. She kept trying to think of ways to convince her mother and father not to leave Mars. It felt like an impossible problem, like the continuing hypothesis she was introduced to at a young age. Red used to believe her father when he said she could solve all of Mars' problems. But now she doubted that what he said was true. How is it that I can't figure out a way for us to stay? She knew deep in her heart that this was a problem. One decision that could not be solved or undone. Skirting past the outer corridors, past the entrance to the outer rings, the murmur of the city started fading, replaced by a subdued silence, broken only by the distant whisper of the Martian winds. Not real winds, but the closest facsimile that the machines could generate. Finally, after what felt like an eternity, she finally arrived at the entrance to her secret place, the gang's sanctuary, a narrow, unassuming corridor leading to an alcove overlooking a subterranean garden. A rarity on Mars. This garden, cultivated with great care, held a variety of native Martian flora that emitted a soft luminescence they no longer existed outside this space, which made it all the more special. She sat down, her vision blurry with tears. 
the scent of the garden slowly began to soothe her. It was here that she felt most connected to Mars. Red took a deep breath. She and the gang thought the air here was special, closer to what the Martian atmosphere must have once been. They would come here to rest whenever they had a particularly grueling set of exams to study for. It always succeeded in helping them pass with flying colors. As she inhaled the familiar scents, Red started to relax, and feeling exhausted, laid down and fell asleep. She didn't know how, but she always knew when he was close by. She looked at her wrist pad and saw that she had been asleep longer than she should have. Naps interfered with her sleep. How did you find me? Red said to her father, sitting nearby, looking at the garden below. Do you think you are the only one who needs a secret place to think and relax? Her father said. I used to come here all the time when I was your age. Later, I introduced this place to your mother. And we used to come here to talk, back when her parents wouldn't let us be alone. Her father took a long time to accept me. Maybe he had a premonition that you would form the Exodus and force all the people of Mars to leave for a stinky planet called Earth, Red said. Her father sighed. I don't want to leave. This is my home and all I know. All my friends are here. Can't we continue working on Mars's problems? Why give up? Red asked. We aren't giving up, Red. We are simply acknowledging that our people's future is not necessarily tied to one place. And this kind of change is more positive than you think. Remember the quote on one of the murals near our house? From the sands of transformation, Mars teaches us that the greatest galaxies of opportunity arise. I always thought it was poorly written, Red said. The point is that change can bring new and exciting opportunities. But, Red, you don't understand. We have been working on fixing the problems, problems that were created by our ancestors for hundreds of years. We now have the ability to create a new Mars atmosphere to bring life back to the surface. That's great, Father, Red said excitedly. So why would we ever want to leave? This process will take thousands of years, and in the interim, there is the risk that we as a people will not only not thrive here, but that the process of transformation would put us at great risk. This is why I have helped with the Exodus, to ensure that we can have a future in which you, Blue, and all your friends can thrive. The great cities below the surface can no longer provide that. But why am I just hearing this now? Why is it such a secret? Well, that's the doing of the AID. I don't agree with all their decisions, but it's their decision. 
and I trust they, like us, want the best for all of us. I think they look creepy. They can be a little serious looking. I think they looked at some old Earth movies and adopted the movie's funny style of dress. No one had the heart to tell them when they started dressing like that, and, well, it just stuck. Now it's their uniform of choice. So all of Mars will leave for Earth? Not all, but quite a few. Some will travel elsewhere, and some will stay here, managing the process and the transformation of the planet. I wish I could see Mars as it once was, and not just as it is depicted on pads or in the lab. As do I, Red, as do I. If this place is any indication, it must have been even more beautiful than it is today. I love the desert, but to see the flora here, or the vastness of the planet, would be an incredible sight. One day it will return. Why don't you come back with me? Your mother is making an earth delicacy which I am sure you will love, Red's father said, standing up and getting ready to leave. I doubt I will love anything that comes from earth ever, Red said with a frown. You might be surprised. I tried a bite and it tasted really nice. Getting up to leave with her father, she asked, what is this earth delicacy she is making called? I think she called it waffles and syrup with hot chocolate. Ugh, sounds yucky. And that is the end of this part. Good night, sleep tight.